Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira. And I'm Des. And we have, for our Season 3 finale, a special guest here today. What do you say, Steph? I say hello. Hello. <laughs> well, you guys are all having fun off on vacations and stuff like that and going to rally. How is everything out there outside of Vermont? <laughs> and, and it was wonderful, Robin. Oh, okay. It was wonderful. It, it was great, except for the fact that I accidentally booked the chatty room, and um, when it was time to go to sleep, nobody would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was three to one. Who yeah, <laughs> stayed in your room? Gabby, Christine, Moira, and me. I mean, oh, you know, I bet like, Gabby, and Christine <laughs> talked your ears off. <laughs> Oh, yes, and have you heard Moira talk? <laughs> the, three of them, the three of them are the most talkative women I know. And it was cool. <laughs> we had so much fun, though. Okay. I mean, Friday night we stayed up and had slumber party conversations, and I now know all the sexual secrets of the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 2 in the morning or something. It was crazy. You going to send me that recording? <laughs> totally, totally. All you had to do apparently was stand outside our window and have a smoke, and you could hear everything. <laughs> was open. I wouldn't be able to hear you over uh, uh, talking to myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nate. Oh, and we almost died. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did. Almost died in a hotel fire. Almost a massive burned it to a crisp. Fire. That's right. Yes. I would have been half naked and burned to a crisp, actually. But anyway. <laughs> yes. It was Moira. She's too hot for Raleigh. <laughs> 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 I was, that's right. Lyria said his image was, I step out of the shower, <laughs> all steamy, and then the fire alarms all go off. <laughs> Which is kind of what that's happened. exactly what happened. Yes. yes it is. So those who have, those who have no... Oh, sorry. I was going to say it was so bad that um, Jamie's wife, Connie, forgot to put her underwear on when she was getting dressed to go outside. <laughs> That's my kind of party. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Coach. Coach doesn't listen. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Anyway, for those who are completely like, what is what uh they just these two just got together moira and des at a down in Raleigh for the autism speaks uh fundraiser that jay and jack put on jay and jack other podcasters more notorious than uh fisher casters believe it or not um and uh yeah me and steph uh didn't go but steph went to disney so uh yeah. you know with Gabby. Met and, up with Gabby. That yeah. was so much fun. Which is, yeah, that's pretty darn cool. Too. That Gabby, she gets to see everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, and see, Gabby, because she lives so close to Disney, she's like the ultimate Disney guide. She told us everything, you know, the <laughs> secrets behind this. And she has a season's past. She goes all the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. She, she knows awesome. what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. So we're uh, back from vacations and ready to uh, celebrate uh, the end of season three, or maybe grieve it. I don't know. Celebrate, yeah. (laughs) The worst season they've had so far, I'm ready to celebrate the end of it and move on to a better season. Okay, okay. Um, Well, uh, what do you you think, Moira? Do do you think uh, if you could compare the last three, maybe, do you think this was Mm. the worst Oh, yeah, probably. 
I'm, I'm yeah. having a little trouble now remembering what all happened in season two. I'm not good at, um, you know, thinking about TV series that way. Like some people are really good at compartmentalizing it and knowing what happened when. And mm. when I've only seen it one time, I'm not great at that. But uh, I know I I'm really like season one. I remember in season two, we started getting more crabby about Rico. Mm -hmm. and but season stuff. two was three alternate reality. That yeah. was the worst. Well, go ahead, Jeff. It was mostly about Nate dealing with his illness. Yeah, mm -hmm. I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked mm -hmm. this season, and there was a lot of growth, like in Ruth and different people. But this season, um, yeah, I would say it's probably my least favorite. I'm, I'm not, I'm not unhappy to see the backside of it, <laughs> um, because I didn't, you know, I didn't really care about Lisa all that much, and. Mm -hmm. I just kept feeling like we were marking time until they'd off her in some way. So, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's just lots of stuff. So, it, and it'll be in, in neat to see how we go forward with uh, James Cromwell in the cast yeah. full time. I don't. That'll be. I cool. don't think he can last in the show too long. He's too big of a star. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like yeah, he is guest star material not series regular material so i feel like this relationship is doomed from the start whether he dies or leaves her or something mm -hmm. i just don't feel and and i'm only basing that on the fact that i feel like he's you know too big of a star to be a series regular well it's interesting because we're back down to our core fishers in a way plus maya because like rain wilson was an intern anyway he was never intended to stay and he's kind of fulfilled his purpose and you know, in terms of the interaction with uh, Ruth. So he, you know, we're ready to see the backside of him. And Lisa mm -hmm. conveniently is dead now. And, um, but, you know, Brenda's back in the picture. Yay. Yay. So we can get to that. But, mm, uh, yeah, yes. I'm looking forward to season four. And um, I guess I'll save my thoughts for later as to what I thought of this finale as a whole. Yeah. I'll come later. Yeah, I, I, I kind of meant to have this discussion at the end, but I figured I'd follow the, uh, the wave of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're flexible. We're flexible yeah. here at Fisher Cast. We can go with. We the never do what we're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are supposed to do Darwin Awards next, so let's get into that. Um, this story is called "Moron Drowns Himself," and uh, I uh, uh, attribute this to uh, you know the whole you know Lisa. They found her. I think they said they found her washed up or something like that. Oh, did they? Because did I, I didn't get any of that. All I got was we identified her from her dental record. Right, right. And I yeah. said, I need to know. I have to know when and how she died. And I'm hoping they yeah. give us more information. Uh, will they give us more information next season? Spoilers would be saying that's, yes. That's just, I just want to know if I'm going to get, you know, more details about I guess it. I'm still going. See, this this whole, like I say, like I keep saying, like every season, this whole, like, latter half of Six Feet Under is so, like, gray in my mind. I haven't seen it since it was on the air. Uh, so I'm not really sure uh, whether or well, not. Well, I hope so. I would like to know if she killed herself or if she was murdered and if mm -hmm. she died that day when she went missing or if she took off for a while first and then she died. You know, I, I just really want to know what happened. And if we don't find out at all, yeah. I'll be disappointed because I just want to understand. Well, I have a feeling in the next episode we're going to find more about, um, you know, the season uh, four premiere um, well, I felt like they, okay, because um, Nate hasn't even told his family yet, so right. I felt like 
that would come, obviously not this episode, but then again, usually between season one and season two, there's like time has passed. Mm -hmm. So I was worried, well, maybe we'll move on and just, you know, everybody knows already and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they could play it either way. We'll have to see. Well, who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, six months later and uh, (laughs) Nate is married to... Paula Malcolmson. Paula Malcolmson. Worst film ever. Oh my god. Okay, Darwin Awards. Sorry, uh, more on jobs and stuff. I think it's. I think I put this in here because of the drinking. I'm not sure. I put it in here a few weeks ago. So, um, this is from 2004 in Austria. Uh, the manager of an apartment house was surprised to find the legs of a corpse sticking out of an apartment window. Uh, police entered the apartment to find a deceased man's head soaking in a sink full of hot water. Apparently, the out-of-work Austrian had returned home after a night of drinking and drugs. This is probably why I put it in there. He decided to slip in through the kitchen window. The window was fixed at the base and tilted out, giving him just enough room to squeeze his head through as far as the sink before he got stuck. While flailing around trying to escape, he turned on the hot water tap. Oh, my God. (laughs) Police were not (laughs) sure why he had not turned off the water, pulled the plug, or perhaps most important, entered through the front door since they found the keys in his pants pocket. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's take a quick break and listen to a promo from uh, one of the intro casts we don't hear too much about. It's the M-City podcast from Geek Girl Soup. Let's go back to Oz. Not the place at the end of the Yellow Brick Road, the Oswald State Correctional Facility. Join Susan, Amelia, and Chris as they watch the groundbreaking HBO original series, Oz. Whether this is your first time through or you've seen it all before, listen to the trio from Geek Girl Soup talk through their journey inside the glass walls of Cell Block 5, also known as M-City. Geek Girl Soup presents the M-City Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. And we're back. Yay. Wow, that was so quick. Yeah. Wait, what is that one about? Oz. Okay, okay. Oz. (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we're on to open casket viewing. We're dying to talk about this episode, and Moira, you can get us started. All right, season three, episode thirteen, the finale. I'm sorry, I'm lost. <laughs> Death continues to shuffle its deck randomly for would-be clients of Fisher and Diaz. Ruth and George make a big announcement to the Fisher family. Nate receives some tragic news and seeks solace at a local watering hole. Keith and David have a heart-to-heart discussion. Federico finds a novel way to cope <laughs> to cope with Angelica's continued presence at home. Brenda admires the technique of a French horn playing neighbor. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry, that just has double entendre written all over. Well, you know what they say about horn players. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> written by Jill Soloway and directed by Alan Ball, <laughs> who always seems to do the series or this. Season finale. Yeah, yeah. He, he usually mm-hmm. writes them too, but uh, I, I'm glad he had uh, Jill Soloway write because uh, she's really good too. Um, and another thing, it's Solace and yes, um, silly Canadian novel. <laughs> she does. She oh, doesn't pronounce it right, like, like Ben, not Ben. Now it's a con. I've adopted pecan. And, 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 and if yes. you get into it, it's progress too. It's progress. Yes. <laughs> it's, 
So list in progress. <laughs> we have this discussion in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> you poor, poor, sad, misguided Americans. <laughs> oh, we right. do pity thee. <laughs> Americans always right. Speak American. <laughs> Speak American. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, so in the opening sequence, uh, we have a beautiful scene of a dad and a daughter releasing a bird they just uh, healed back to life or fixed its wing or something. And the dad says, uh, releasing this bird is giving a gift that resonates throughout all humanity. And we see that it <laughs> gives its gift to a uh, an actor, a hipster actor, walking down the street, trying to figure out how to say, fuck you, motherfucker, the right way. <laughs> Um, oh my god, it's a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so so he goes to his convenience store. The uh, the owner of the convenience store, Krikor Havanesian, um, says the toilet's broke, but he can use the bathroom. Uh, of course, asshole that he is, uh, fl- uh, uses the toilet anyway, flushes it. And when Krikor yells at him, he says, Fuck you, motherfucker! And uh, walks out. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> totally nailed it. Yes, I think he was happy with that final rendition. Yeah. <laughs> Jackass. Must be a method actor. He had to be in the moment. I mean, who was hoping he would die? I, I kind of was. Uh, anyway, uh, Anahid, uh, Krikor's wife, calls. And, uh, yeah, he's cursing about the toilet overflowing, but she's can't really hear him very well, so she goes outside to get better reception and gets taken out by blue ice. <laughs> I was expecting him to slip and fall okay, in the bathroom on all that water so and hit his head. <laughs> totally. Yes, yes, it was like Final Destination when <laughs> they have those scenes, and it's like the, the first movie where they have that bathroom scene, and there's all those things, and you're like, oh, this is gonna happen. No, this is gonna happen. And it was so tense for me because I'm like waiting for it and it's just not happening, even though I see, you know, all these things could, that could go wrong. It drove me crazy. And then with the whole blue eyes thing, now I'm scared to walk out in my front yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, what that's the... the scariest thing ever. Anybody know anything more about does blue eyes? Really I meant to research it. Yeah. I looked it up. It says that it does happen. Like, there's been several incidents since, like, the 70s. It's illegal for airplanes to drop it, but there are incidents of accidents where it just falls off the plane. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, yeah for real. Mm-hmm. I need a helmet. Usually, yes, you ha- do. Well, yeah, because you do live under the flight path, don't you? <laughs> I do. I really, really do. <laughs> Because that seems to be where they drop it the most is when they're coming in for a landing. Don't tell me. Okay, well. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so this is so dead. You know, maybe you shouldn't be Skyping outside right now. I'm just saying. Actually, if she wants to get some better reception, she might want to go out there. (laughs) Yeah, my reception has been good so far today, but... um, You don't know how funny that statement just was. They're taking off when they're going over me, not... You just said no, my reception has been since it's, 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 it's so oh, good, good so side. far, far, far. Oh, well, I've had no problems hearing you guys. So oh, good, there you go. Good. That's all I care about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just lapses into Cylon esque sound yes. every so often. That's all. Well, uh, you know what? I give up. I give up. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still fucking over the Skype. And. 
And if, you know, you get this or you get nothing. How about right. that? Right. We're know? lucky to have you. We're lucky to have <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm ready to punch Skype in the face. <laughs> uh, well, Nate is awake and chesty. Um, he pulls... And his hair is looking good. His <laughs> hair looking good. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah? Yes, he should always keep it that long. See, I thought before it was like he didn't like it long. Oh, I always liked it long. I don't know. You must be confusing me with somebody else because I, I like when guys have longer, shaggy well, maybe hair. Maybe it was both you of just you. Did, you didn't like the little boy haircut. Yeah, yet. we didn't like the haircut from the very beginning of season three. It looked terrible. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember what it looked like, but it oh, looked good. It looked episode. like he was in grade school. I thought it was kind of the same, but I don't know. No. Whatever. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so he checks on the baby, which is actually not really a baby. That's a little bladder that's in there that's kind of in- inflating and deflating <laughs> under a blanket. Uh, because apparently the uh, ac- the twins that they get to play Maya um, are only available for very, sh- you know, short amount of time. Um, they're, right. they're little divas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, did you guys watch Game of Thrones yet? From last week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Moira? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones spoilers. Had that, yeah, it's a Game of Thrones spoilers. Okay, so this is what they need to do with Maya. Go on a bastard killing day spree. All right. That was a uh, <laughs> quick moment with Des about Game of Thrones. Okay. Thank you. Um, so uh, anyway, Maya's adorable, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No. She is. She's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. <laughs> no. uh, so Nate goes out for smoke. And uh, while he's out there, he's having flashbacks of him and Lisa fighting. And he runs into the darkness. Two points. One, at least he's smoking outside now. Mm. Yay. And two, at least that baby's sleeping in a crib. <laughs> yes. Yes. About time. Exactly. Well, it, you know, now that Lisa's gone, it seems that Nate is crib trained, uh, Maya. <laughs> and I, I have to say. Coincidence? You know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to give. You know. You almost have to give Nate Fisher of the week, coming from my point of view, just crib training on your own, um, and Wait, and probably I, dealing. You know, dealing with incredible amounts of grief and depression at the same time. If that if that baby had slept in the crib from day one, then you wouldn't have to crib train the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. It would already be used to the crib and you wouldn't have any issues. My children slept in the crib from the time they were, you know, home from the hospital and they never had any problems. I, I'm sorry, did you just call my beautiful Isabella thing? <laughs> <laughs> or were you talking about Nate? Um, if, we're, if we were talking specifically about your baby, then yes, but I'm pretty sure I was being general. Oh, okay. <laughs> in all babies. Yes. All right. Well, Eddie's general. Um, <laughs> stand down, man. Stand, stand down. down. Crisis averted. We're back down to uh, what's the colors codes down there? <laughs> what are your What are your oh, alert God. codes? Code red. No, we don't know. Des, did you order a code baby? Cold aubergine. <laughs> I don't know. I ordered a code azure. Code lilac. <laughs> lilac. Yes, that's my favorite one. Uh, Puce. The baby is sleeping in the crib and all is well. Oh, God. Well, uh, Claire, uh, here's the baby crying from next door. And we go to the next scene where all the fishers are, including uh, George, uh, George, who's not a fisher uh, yet. 
and never will be. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. He can't. Is he going to change his name? <laughs> now, now, come on. Play fair. Oh, are we, wait, are we spoiling something in this episode? Because earlier we talked about Lisa dying. So uh, <laughs> that seems to me like a bigger spoiler. Than, this is the know. most back word episode ever. Great. It must be because of all the chocolate cravings. It's Easter weekend, after all. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had my fix yet. Yeah. Overdose of <laughs> coffee crisps. Um, so, yeah, Ruth and George are taking care of Maya, and uh, while David and Claire are there looking on, um, Claire talks about how Nate paces and talks himself under her window. And uh, Nate then comes home, and Ruth wonders where he's been. He says, oh, I'm out for a smoke. Uh, and Nate, David's like, wear Pomona. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, the tension between him and George kind of starts here because, you know, he's wondering where Maya's blank he is and George has it like sling over his shoulder and he's like, are you living here now? George announces that they're making coffee and, uh, your mother and I would like to talk to you guys. Da, 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 da. We know what's coming. Nate is such a bastard in this episode oh my god he is yeah. the worst he's got he really so much it. anger i love so it no cardboard either i mean you know get over but, it and sweets get over it and also you know like moira was saying last week this is kind of a selfish thing for for ruth to be doing at this time i mean i know that she feels like that she needs to be moving on with her life and living but I just don't think this is a good time for all this to be going down. Hmm. Are you no. riding a four-wheeler stuff? No, my husband is doing yard work. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing that earlier here next door, and I was worried it'd still be doing it when we recorded. But no. Not. Yeah, so I agree with you. I, I, I don't begrudge her having found a new love and all that stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. okay. I, You know, she has her life to live, too, and she, dear knows... Um, Deserves a little happiness, I think. But, yeah, why they would have to plan for that to happen before any of this has been resolved is, uh... It just seems very... Well, I mean, just doesn't seem to be... She's not there for her son. Mm. I, yeah. I agree with you, but what if they never found Lisa? You know, what if it's years? They, well, no, that's true. Know, I, but it I feel like it's too early. It's only been six weeks. Right. It, it, she so should it's, have waited, definitely. In the big scheme of things, I mean, fair enough. No, they don't have to wait years to carry on their life just because Lisa's missing. But Nate is nowhere near um, having dealt with it. And no. I think expecting him to move past something like this is ridiculous when it's only been six weeks and there is no resolution. There's no, there's nothing for him to have closure over yet. I mean, until he gets a call from the police. Right. So, um, yeah, well, he's, I... and he's wallowing in... Well, anger, as Steph said, lots of anger, and I think tons guilt? of guilt. I think that splashing yeah, out is his guilt. Mm-hmm. And well, all I of his think... flashbacks have to do with him, you know, admitting on some level that he wanted her out of his life in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got trapped yeah. into this, so to speak, and I think that's where it's all coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, okay, I see that I, I agree that this is really not the time for Ruth to be doing that. But I also see from her point of view... She has now realized that, wow, in the blink of an eye, you know, Lisa's gone. We don't know what happened to her. She's probably dead. I don't want to wait and, you know, 
miss out on things because what happens if something happens to me, you know, and then it's too late. Yeah, I think it's just a different response to grief, maybe. Yeah. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Like maybe... Yeah, because Ruth did go from the, oh, my gosh, let's hold out hope for Lisa. Yes. Oh, Lisa's dead. Oh, Lisa's dead. We need to move on. She, Ruth moved through all that really quickly. She did. Yeah. 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 But, of course, it wasn't her yeah. spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and yeah, like she said, she's... This life is uh, a precious gift. We, we, we can't just stop living. So uh, That's true, but she really is not there for Nate, I don't think. I don't feel like she's um, helping him in any way. Well, I, I well, think... Well, we can talk, yeah. maybe talk about that in a bit when they have their confrontation. Yeah, exactly. There, yes. There's a reason, I think. Um, so after the, you know, they, they, they say that they're getting married and everything, um, Ruth and George are in bed and, uh, Ruth, Ruth is sad, um, her kids are improving and she wonders about George's kids and he has, we find out he has a daughter named Maggie who just wants pictures and he has a son named Justin and, uh, he's, he's pretty much been done after the sixth one, so... <laughs> That kind of made me laugh. I can't say as a blame them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, David and Claire have a little moment in the kitchen. Uh, David thinks that marrying strangers is probably better than marrying someone you really know, or else you probably wouldn't even get married in the first place. Um, and Claire starts uh, feeling sad, and she says she doesn't have a right to have her own problems. And uh, after David presses, she just admits that she was kind of disappointed how crappy art school turned out being turn out to be. Everybody's so pretentious. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I know. And I, was, I was holding my breath there, waiting to see if yes. she was going to do the big reveal to David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I'm really Carrie, hoping she, she would. She didn't. She's carrying all that responsibility and that burden on herself, and she really needs somebody to, you know, help support her. Yes, she does, doesn't she? And yeah. his name is Nathaniel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. There's this weird moment <laughs> at the end of the scene. Sorry? Robin, had, that's when Robin had a huge orgasm as soon as he popped back up, yes, right? Yes, I literally had an orgasm. <laughs> he had to turn off the DVR, take a few moments to himself, get his white towel, clean up, and then carry on. <laughs> get his glass of milk. Yeah. Um, I pulled out my wallet and I was like, I'm done here. Um, how much do I owe you? <laughs> <laughs> how much do I owe you? How much do, you do you need a ride somewhere? <laughs> Can I drop you anywhere? Bastard. Anyway, <laughs> um, at the intake, Krikor uh, <laughs> tells Nate about how his wife died, about the blue ice and what that's all about. It happens all the time. And Nate is completely checked out. And Krikor gets outraged about this. And Nate shows him exactly what fucking outrage is all about. <laughs> and he I fucking... is out of control. <laughs> no one sees yeah. that. And no it... one else in the family see that he's out well, of control because, and because he needs usually... to be taken off duty. Yeah, because usually Nate is really good at this. This mm-hmm. is he yes. is so good at connecting with people and feeling their pain and you know being the yes. sensitive one and he's yeah. Empathetic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He he needs he needs therapy big time. But (laughs) it's okay. His family does not see. They're okay. They're around him all the time, and he treats them like shit. Do they not (laughs) stop to think? Hey, wait a minute. You know, if he's treating his family like shit, these strangers are probably getting it twice as bad. 
maybe we should just, you know, not have them deal with the customers for a little bit. Well, I'm wondering if um, it's been more him being uh, withdrawn the way we saw him last week where he's just not Mm -hmm. participating as much and not as overtly empathetic as opposed to this uh, covert, not covert, uh, this obvious anger and lashing out. I think maybe that's new Mm -hmm. um, Uh, with the customers anyway. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think he got kind of pushed a little bit too much, you know, uh, in having to deal with how, like, angry Krikora was. Um, you know, that's his job. Well, I know. I'm not saying there's a good excuse for it. I'm saying that just set him off. But then later when he says something and when he has to tell him he's, you know, that the the body's going elsewhere, they they allude to the fact that there have been a few others that have gone elsewhere as well. So maybe this has been happening for a few weeks now and (laughs) Nate's been lying about it. That's what I kind of suspect. I, I, so, so now I take it back. Maybe it's not the first time. Maybe, maybe you're right. He's been. He, they shouldn't leave him alone. Is the bottom line. Don't no, leave him alone. Yeah. He's screwing up the business. Uh, can I? Can I just give like a, a shout out to how freaking amazing uh, Nate is in this episode? And, and, yeah. And, and and Peter Krause yes. in general is his acting. But I just yeah. love seeing Nate flip out. I love it. It's like it's like he's just he's just a. This is like a fucking hurricane. You've like, always said that. You yeah. Nate, Nate is not amazing in this episode. There's nothing amazing about Nate in this oh, episode. It's so Peter amazing. Krause, Peter Krause is amazing. He knocks it out of the park. But Nate, Nate, total bastard. Not I know. Amazing. <laughs> Hate him. Hate him. And I, I mean, love it. Nate. It's he's a shame completely. That Peter Krause didn't win an Emmy mm. for this season. Yeah, he was yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is as as much of a bastard as he's being, and as completely self interested as he is, and as I say, grief stricken, which means that he's not very rational. Fine, I, I'm not excusing him, but that's why. But yeah, Peter Krause pulls it off so well. I just think it's so fun it's to watch. Believable. There's some people that act like assholes on on TV screens that you're just like in pain watching there's some you're just like holy cow that was awesome <laughs> just this yeah, like when he i really love does, helping like, people just, <laughs> yeah you, you so feel like it's coming than, it's so different from his normal character <laughs> that i don't like it you know what i mean because you know i love a bastard and i'm just not enjoying it but it's it's too much change for me. And and in the next scene where uh, you know they're they're getting on his case for uh, sending another client away, and he's just like, "Fuck you guys!" And he just like walks That's away. When I'm thinking, Nate, you're just being an asshole to everybody. Take it out you're of just my paycheck. Wallowing yep. in your own self pity, yep. being an asshole, and <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Therapy. Love it. Yeah. Yes. No, never get therapy, Nate. No. <laughs> just want to so be complete. I love Anybody unhinged me. <laughs> You're a bastard too, Robin. <laughs> yes, I am. Listen to Top Bunk, you'll know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You toy thief. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nate brings the baby over to Claire, and Claire's like, ah, uh, yeah, this is not the right time. I don't really have good energy for this baby. And Nate's like, it's better than mine. And we all agree. <laughs> She's said that i was dying i thought i thought claire that's such a lisa thing to say i don't have good energy right now for this baby yeah well oh, and then of course maya gives her most adorable look ever 
And uh, then we go to the bar where um, Amanda Greystone slash Katniss's mom <laughs> slash Trixie slash Colleen Pickett uh, is hanging out, uh, having a drink. Um, that woman has a good agent. Yeah. She she's does. everywhere. She is. She's ubiquitous. That's uh, our word of the day. Ubiquitous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, she was like one of my favorite parts of Caprica. I, I really like that actress. So... For the, but it's funny because she can, she pretty much plays like the same kind of, you know, wavy, semi trashy sex. Yeah, yeah. In Caprica. Yeah. Well, she gets. I don't you know. Yeah. Maybe she's got that like. But like in the Hunger Games, it's kind of like, oh, of course she's playing Katniss's mom. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could play this role? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Nate's a little hungry. He's thinking about getting some food, and uh, so uh, this uh, this woman slides up. She's like, "I'll have a slice," and uh, <laughs> I bet <you> <laughs> I'd like some meat. <laughs> and Nate tells her, "I want to fuck you senseless," and uh, and then I'm like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." Oh, I was like, "Mm-hmm." Because he can totally deliver that line. Yeah, boy, he can. And if he walked up into me, to me in the bar and said that, I would totally go with it. <laughs> Just like your pants drop. <laughs> yes, right there in the bar. Boom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brenda is attempting to meditate, but this uh, horn playing is a little distracting. So she hmm. goes to investigate, and we meet Joe. Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. Yep. Who Des has been waiting for. <laughs> yes, I have. Yep. We will, that's, that, that's, that's our revelation today is that Des, that was a spoiler I, that Des had. I was, yes, I was spoiled on his character. How like, is that who you heard about? Yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. this guy done? What's he in? I don't know who he is. I only remember from he, Mulholland he is Drive. He's Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend. Yeah. Like in Drive. real life? Yes. Yes. That's the biggest thing he's puppy, done. Puppy he's shit. <laughs> Who cares? He's a boy. He's boy candy. Whatever. He's a David Lynch <laughs> actor. Yeah. Oh. He's a Lynch. <sighs> Yawn. It's not the right crowd stuff. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of. Actually, I'm trying to click on IMDb to see what else. He's American Psycho. In. Oh, he's in Parks and Rec for a little while. Hmm. Um, um. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Obviously, don't you he guys was look lawyer. at? Oh, here's a classic role: Seamus O'Grady from Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. He was like <laughs> the, the hard, the real tough Irish dude. Like no, I didn't teeth. see it. <laughs> I don't think I did either, but I don't know. Charlie's Angels Two spoilers. <laughs> um. So, what do you guys think of like his whole his whole look? Because to me, it's kind of like what? <laughs> like he's he's got the uh, he's got the muscles and stuff. You can see that he works out and stuff. But he's got these like weird bang things that come down. I thought he looked just fine. Yeah. I thought he was a cutie. And I thought as soon as um, Brenda said that she wasn't going to sleep with him, that they're totally going to sleep together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought he was yeah. fine. I thought he looked a little bit bohemian, sort of with yeah. the hair. It's fine. Which is it suited I think, him. It was would uh, attract her. Yeah. Well, it's better than having a French horn player who's ever so stuffy and formal and, you know. 
It's so like, it's again, we're back with hipsters and this is, you know, the pre hipster movement. Of course, this is back when hipsters could be completely undercover, but, and and nobody points them out for them being just total douches. Uh, but you know, of course he's playing, he's, he's, he's doing, he's been doing sessions with his French horn and then he's all about like, he's like, well, you can go to this Cuban bakery or perhaps I could take you to a Korean barbecue. I love Korean barbecue. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> What's wrong with all? What, okay, I don't know. It just seemed you? like so. It's like I am so. But it's I'm so completely cultured. Stuff to try. Yeah, I, I think that's. You know, there's a Dunkin' Donuts around the corner. You know, like come on, which is be not real. good food. <laughs> it's not yeah, right. I would, buddy. I'd be, with, I'd be with French horn boy Joe off at the yeah. Green Barbecue. <laughs> I would too. It's much more delicious, and uh, I thought he was totes adorable. And the hair, just the hair. See, I I didn't mind him at all. Yeah. Robin, methinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm mm-hmm. actually really attracted to him. Really. Yeah, really that's attracted. what it is. There's <laughs> um, mad love going on. A He's little bit talking. of a goof in this scene, actually. According to IMDb, I want to go back and revisit the scene, but every single shot that is that you go back and see Joe, Car- Joe standing there with that horn, the horn is a completely different position. <laughs> like every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah. No. Um, Nor did I. According to the commentary, they had they only had Justin Thoreau for one day, so they actually shot the the uh, the dinner scene first, and then they came back and set up bungalows and did those the, the other scenes as well. So, okay, so uh, uh, yeah, uh, Joe's been there eight years. Um, he offers not to take, take her around the neighborhood to show places, and Brenda says, "I'm not having sex." Um, you're attractive. Yeah, I bet you will. I'm up for coffee, but I'm not drinking or smoking weed. I'm very boring. And Joe's like, that's hard to believe. Wah, 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 wah. Um, Amanda Greystone brings Nate home to his, to her disapproving son, Travis. Oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> that is absolutely horrible. Um, I, mom must be a big time alcoholic slut and do this often yeah. because you know she just said you know clear out mama's got a friend over and yeah. the kid went to his room i mean poor kid that's just i yeah, don't because, ever ever entertain men in my house when my children are home ever. you know i took it it made me wonder because it was so well well choreographed you know whether yeah, she's a hooker yeah and whether she's a hooker like whether at times she takes money for it depending it's seriously possible. could be yeah, yeah. Because she it like it's like two seconds after he clears out of the room that she's immediately taking her clothes off. That's that's the part right. that made me think that that yeah. it's just so rehearsed and she's so casual about it. Like whatever, here we go. Yeah. There was no passion either. It was just like she would just didn't care. Yeah, needed yeah. a Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, later on, Nate gets home. This is actually like two thirty in the morning, and uh, Claire wakes up in his bed and he's like, oh, "I'll go back to sleep." And, uh, but she walks out calling him sad and he's like, I know. And then he has a little flashback, uh, that nice little scene at the end of, I forget what episode it was, but where he's like, um, you know, they're happy to see each other, you know? No. No? Mm -mm. You don't remember? (laughs) No. Don't know. It was the end of an episode where it was like, it looked like they were like happy again, you know? Uh. Happy moment. Anyway, in the office, Nathaniel is there, and uh, he tells David to 
call Keith. Try calling Keith. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you missed him. And sorry, go ahead. And that was when Robin had to change his underwear. Again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's just interesting that Nate Sr. is whoever the 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 Fisher wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's you know? clearly in their head. I mean, yeah. this is not a supernatural ghost, uh, Nate Sr. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. Still. It would be better if it was. Wait, wait, what? To me. Yeah. We're I three know. seasons in and you're dropping that bombshell? i just have a hard time with it because uh i watch too many supernatural shows i guess Mm -hmm. and so i want to believe like later on i'm like oh someone says dead then i'm like oh wait this is all in her fucking head it's not real ghost (laughs) it confuses me because i forget you know that it's not real it doesn't really happen that much these days either that's true. We mm-hmm. haven't seen him since what? Season one? Season two? No, we saw him in season two for sure. He was, at the, he was in the season premiere. Yes, because he was, because escorting he was uh, Nate through the, the, uh, the weird stuff. That, oh, okay. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Um, so Help. David's like, I don't really miss him. I just miss having sex with him. And uh, he's, and uh, Nathaniel's like, oh, you can have sex with anybody. Or she, he's like, I can have sex with anybody. And uh, Nathaniel's like, I saw, and he's like, you slut. (laughs) 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 David's wondering if he's just looking to replace Keith, and then nothing would change, um, just like Ruth is replacing Nathaniel. And Nathaniel says that some people do it faster and more often. And David says that George reminds him of of Nathaniel. And Nathaniel's like, I didn't really see that. But since George is alive and I'm dead, he wins. Um, so, yeah, David calls Keith. Meet me at church. Okay, so this is before church, right? Mm-hmm. Because he says, would you like to go to church with me this morning? All right, then the next scene is obviously around the same time because there's a later scene where they get to church, right? So it's still before church. So it's got to be what? Eight or nine in the morning on a Sunday, sure. right? Is that what time mm-hmm. church starts around nine or ten? Well, there's some that okay. have later services. How late? Well, I go Noon? to I go to a service that's at eleven o'clock. Yeah, I would say okay, eleven is so probably the latest. Okay, so even if it's an eleven o'clock service, in the next scene, it's still in the time frame before that service starts, and Nate is drinking beer. Hell yeah, he is. Early on a Sunday morning. That's pathetic. And then George joins him. <laughs> well, like, yeah, but really? basically Nate has been drunk this whole time. Yeah. And he's, like, still wearing yeah. the same suit well, for days. That's how you know you have a problem. When you're drinking that early on a Sunday morning, there's a reason down here you can't buy alcohol before noon on Sunday. <laughs> it's because you're pathetic if you're drinking that early. Of course you can buy it the night before and just drink it in the morning. But still, I would be drinking too if I was watching Babe with my daughter, and then the star of Babe walked into the room. <laughs> that was totally not Babe. That was Babe. The sound of it was really Babe. It was Babe. They were watching Babe. They didn't actually show the TV set, but I, I, I uh, right. It didn't like it to me. Yeah, I read that it was it was Babe that he was watching, and the funny thing said, is, after yeah. at, at the end of the scene, uh. Nate actually looks at Maya and says, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, he does. You're right. But I, I am tending to side with Des here in that my notes to myself about all of Nate's behavior up till this point mm. 
basically consists of, okay, so your wife's missing. You have a little daughter who only has you in the whole wide world, really, to depend on. And your way of coping yeah. is to neglect her, uh, yeah. shove her off on your relatives, go and drink and fuck whomever. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, is, I'm not happy model. with this at all. He it's just is, sad. He's being very pathetic. And, you know, I mean, drinking in the morning is something that people do when they have a drinking problem or, you know, mm. emotion, severe emotional issues. It's clearly a sign that he needs help. Um, well, I don't think he has a drinking problem. I, he's not an alcoholic. I think no, the guy is not, just, no, he's just not, totally wallowing right, in it. And most of us, if we lost our partner, would be clinging on to our children as our life raft. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that would be the thing you'd be focusing on. And he's just so self-interested and angry and guilty that he just can't see straight. No, it's really pathetic. A lot of people do that, though. A lot of people nope. do neglect the living child. But, no, I'm not saying he's, like, an alcoholic. I'm saying that that's a problem. That's the kind of drinking that indicates, a, you know, a problem. And, well, clearly, yes, he has a problem. Also, neglecting his child is a severe problem. And he is really neglectful in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pathetic. Selfish and pathetic. Yes. I actually wrote at this point my, my uh, note. So I sort of like, you know, I'm writing notes as we go along. And then off to the right, I've written, none of this is thrilling. Meaning <laughs> I kept waiting for this episode to get better. Like at this point, I'm thinking, yes. this is for a season finale. I'm not loving this at all. No. At least at this point. Well, just Me like too. Kim said last week, how it really affected her and real, you know, she had to give it up for a while. Because it emotionally just really got to her. The first time, yeah, the first time I watched this finale, it really affected me. I was just so, oh, yeah. And the second time I watched it, I could, uh, you know, uh, remove my, I could distance myself away Mm -hmm. from it enough to where it didn't affect me so much. Well, I found it not so much making me sad as feeling weighty and oppressive it's like i'm well, slogging through like quicksand the whole show is. i feel like the show is there okay i was somebody on twitter was saying that they just watched their favorite show of all time they just rewatched it and they love six feet under because it was it reminds you that you need to get out there and live life and i do not see that at all in this show all i see is everybody just wallowing in miserable yes. situations Yes, I hate that when everything's always so miserable all the time. Like, uh, when there are moments of happiness for the characters, I really enjoy it because, to me, it feels kind of rare. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting through this whole episode for things just to get better, too. But, you know, they didn't really. Well, there's some heavy shit going on. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. And it didn't affect me emotionally until towards the end. Okay. We'll talk let, about that let, later. Let's get through it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, George, George pops in and he's trying to, you know, help Nate out. He's, you know, babies are a reason to keep it together. You know, you, this is a time you might, you know, want to need your family more than ever. And Nate's like, you can sit in my house. You can bone my mom. But don't act like you're my father. Leave me the fuck alone. And then he says, he's I'm sorry, babe. Like a- He's acting like a 12-year-old, you know, like mommy's got a new boyfriend and he's replacing daddy. You know he what I mean? He probably feels like Travis. Travis? Paula Malcolmson's son. <laughs> Wait for it. Is that his I name? Just, I don't even... I still yes. No, that kid had a name. <laughs> yeah. Mommy needs the room, Travis. 
Uh, so David and Keith are at the church and they're talking about the first time they met each other. They, or they saw each other, rather. And David saw Keith the first time getting out of a car looking very studly and then locking the car as if to say, fuck you, you're locked. <laughs> fuck you, car. <laughs> I locked. That was my favorite line of the whole thing. <laughs> And can I just say that I really love these scenes of them at the church talking mm-hmm. because there was like honest communication between them and it was wonderful. Cause yeah, they... you probably, I mean, yeah, you're right. You probably don't have to do the, the whole play by play because the, uh, the gist of it is it, it sort of shocked me that David didn't realize Keith even thinks he's beautiful or yeah. kind or yeah. any of those things. Yeah. Like that just made me sad. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was. It. I thought it was nice. Like it's. It made, gave me hope for them too. Because just. I, yeah. th- I thought last time we'd written them off. So when I saw David yeah. sort of living at the Fishers, I assumed that Keith was done. And right. I don't know if I was just wrong to make that assumption. Did anybody else have that impression that it was done? No, I had the same exact impression that okay. they were completely over, and yeah. I could see how David. I did not realize that Keith felt that way about him. Because to me, Keith doesn't seem like the type of person who is very, you know, generous with the... Um, with the compliments uh, and the loving. Right, right, of, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he's not that type of person. So I can see that totally. And this this did give me hope that maybe they could have a real relationship. I really love the two of them together at this particular point in the series. It's kind of it made me think that Keith just didn't have the insight to realize how he comes across when David's always accusing him right. of having a tone. Right. <laughs> I don't think he believes him, but Keith does. <laughs> Keith always has a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyway, it's a sweet scene. It is. In the next scene, Claire is in bed when an idea strikes her. And then we see her pulling into the cemetery in the old green hearse. And she's mm-hmm. looking for her dad's grave. Mm-hmm. And then we see Nathaniel in that great outfit she saw him in after his <laughs> his funeral. Yeah. And he uh, takes her on a walk, and they walk into a, what looks like a street fair. And Claire's, Seriously? Claire <laughs> says... I love that. I love that piece of whimsy. I yeah. hated it. We needed a bright spot in this damn yeah. episode. It was ridiculous. I loved She's it. imagining the whole thing. Yeah, if it was like actual ghost, no problem. But no, she's imagining the whole thing. But that's Claire's—that's Claire's vision of what the afterlife is. Mm-hmm. That it's a good thing. That people move on and are happy. Well, at yep. least that's what she wants it to be. Because you know, yeah. she's like, she's like, you know, this is, is this a special occasion? And he says, no, it's like this every day. And of course, we know that you know this is Claire pretty much talking to herself. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Round 58 of Nate's awesomeness and his selfishness. <laughs> Ruth comes in with groceries, says hi to Maya, and Maya waves back. That was so cute. <laughs> I wondered if everybody else caught that. I as much as I Love it. That's, that's, no. Uh, so anyway, sweet. Nate is uh, ready for another round with mom. And he says that, you know, getting married with uh, George is a big mistake. And, uh... He's a know-it-all, and he's real selfish, you know, when it comes to Ruth, because, you know, he they need Ruth. He is real selfish. Just pause for a moment. Pause. He is real selfish. Hmm. Hot black. And Ruth says, you know, you can't expect everyone to step in when you want to check out. And he's like, why not? And then he really tries to cut to the bone. He says, I did when Dad died. I had a life... Um, I wanted to stick around for a few days, but you made me stick around forever, pretty much. And he changed, I changed my whole life for you. Can I say something, please? Yes. 
Yes, then... it's true that Ruth wanted him to stay. I think that's accurate. However, it is Nate, as a grown-up, who looked inside himself, realized he had a bit of a calling because he had that emotional connection with the clients, uh-huh. and he made the choice to stay. Right. And so, you know he what, Nate? Yeah, you don't get to lay that on your mom. That's I ridiculous. agree completely. I was going to say that. It was his decision to stay. She wanted him to, but he didn't have to. He's a grown-ass man. He decided to stay. It's all his. You know, take responsibility for your own actions, damn it. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> Robin's finding this so me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I literally remember when we did the, uh, pilot episode and we feel free to go back and listen to it. Uh, you know, if you want to laugh <laughs> because uh-huh. I did say something, I was like, and did you notice that, you know, Ruth pretty much like asked him to stay? Cause I was thinking about this scene, you know? And the fact that mm. it would come back to kind of haunt her or whatever, or he'd just, you know, call her on it for this one scene. But yeah, he says, but, well, he didn't have to, and he chose to. Yeah. And I, I feel like he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't just blame her. He needs to take responsibility for himself. He says, uh, Oh, you know, none of this stuff would have happened if uh, you didn't tell me to stay. Um, yeah, this stuff would have happened if you hadn't screwed with Lisa. <laughs> Yep. And used her as you always did when you were in Seattle for a weekend, jerk face. Yep. So he says yep. he needs her help, and she says that she's on the shore trying to pull him in, but he's strapping on lead shoes, and she doesn't want to watch him self-destruct. And that's, I don't that's think what I was getting at earlier. been doing all she can, but I do feel like he's definitely strapping on lead shoes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I think Ruth is escaping a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, back to our earlier discussion, yeah, it's not that she's not allowed to be happy, but it's almost as if rather than, um, being in the thick of it or taking him aside and talking to him saying, son, here's what I see you doing. You're drinking, you're smoking, you're, you know, we, you know, we need to get you help, you know, whatever, rather than trying to to deal with it head on, she's just sidestepping all of it and running off with George and having sex and having fun. Mm -hmm. When have the pictures ever dealt with anything head on and no. you know, honest conversations, though. Well, maybe. And I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's kind of how she copes. So um, I don't think it's fair of him to say she's not there for him because if he asked her for anything, I think she'd be all over it. Mm-hmm. But he's not asking anybody. He just stomps around the house. And then when he gets an urge for sex, he shoves the baby at somebody. Right. Apparently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Oh, it's so bizarre. So at the yep. end of the scene, she throws, I think, a box of pasta at him as he's walking yeah. out the door. And then oh. Maya says, what the fuck was that all about? Ruth says, language. Uh, <laughs> and that next... was the best Maya scene ever. <laughs> in the next scene, uh, Brenda is cracking up because she sees Joe feeding stray cats, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, she goes out and she calls him a giver and he says, actually, he's allergic. That's why he won't actually take the cats in. Um, and wait, wait, did anybody else notice the major bra watch in this scene? Oh my God. That was my so very next <laughs> note. No. I oh said, Brenda's boobs are looking fabulous. Ginormous black bra under it. Good God. Her boobs are very interesting shape. And I was so distracted by that. I couldn't see anything else. <laughs> um so yeah he asks her ends up asking her out uh to dinner which is actually lunch in another time zone so 
She's he says he knows sexual not isn't an option, so she agrees. It's totally gonna be an option. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm calling it next. They're gonna have sex. <laughs> uh, so it's an amazing time at the street fair. Uh, kids are getting face painted. There's monkeys. Claire can't even believe there's monkeys here, and of course, you know, monkeys die. So, and then Claire sees Gabe, and uh, she says, "Where oh. I had an issue because it's like I was this like, is the oh. only place right here." No, no, no. With the, the whole ghost thing, because I'm like, "Oh, Gabe's dead," and I was like, "No, dummy, it's all in Claire's head. We don't know if he's dead or not." I keep doing that. I keep saying, "Oh, look, it's so and so's dead." You know, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> well, either way, she gets a little closure with him, right? I mean, you know, he says he says his problem was he couldn't relax, and uh, he likes death better because he can take care of Anthony and just do some homeschooling, and he really didn't have a purpose when he was alive. The homeschooling line kind of cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But then, but then, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead. Anthony says he's got to go to the bathroom, and so Gabe's like, "Gotta run." They give each other hugs and they tell each other that they love each other. Oh, it was kind of aw, actually. Yeah. Made me think mm, how much Claire I... needs somebody in her corner. See, that's what I thought, and I didn't think it was, oh, I thought it was, oh, not good. <laughs> she need, she always has to have some guy, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I whether, whether it was just in her head or perhaps there was something speaking to her, you know, um, mystically or whatever, you know, because I like to always keep that option open in, in this show. I always like to say that this advice is not strictly always coming from... Um, that the your your inner that it's coming from something whether it be God or the spirit of a loved one or something like that you know I always I, I like this idea that that you know she saw Gabe here um, and I I don't know it didn't seem like she was expecting that at all so who knows well and what I the way I look at that is Gabe was like maybe the Earth life was not for Gabe right he's better off in another in a better place or whatever that he he was never going to be happy here because his life was just so full of turmoil and misery and we know that he's not in hell that he's in haven can y'all hear me yeah we can hear you we can hear you hello hi (laughs) so uh david's talking to keith again about what the right thing to do is and whether or not it's right to be together and he admits that he slept with patrick and keith swallows his anger and accepts it and he says he doesn't want to lose him he's going to do anything he can and asks david not to give up on him oh now keith's the david of the relationship (laughs) yeah well you know, let's see, because maybe that'll be a good thing. Yeah, could be. Maybe. So at the Diaz's, uh, we're watching Triple X with the kids. Is that what that was, Triple X? Yep. It was highly inappropriate. <laughs> I, sorry, but Rico needs to just kick and help get to the curb. Mm-hmm. And if Vanessa don't like it, he should just rough her up a little bit and say, look, I'm the man, bitch. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. All right, I'm walking away now. <laughs> so, uh... he, he needs to he needs to tell Vanessa that you know I, I understand though that's her sister and they need she needs her, their help or whatever. But God, there's got to be a way to 
get her out of the house. <laughs> Angelica is a bitch, and she is disrespectful to Rico. Yes. And I can't believe I'm defending him, but here I am defending him. It's completely inappropriate. You don't come into somebody's house and in front of them undermine their marriage by talking like that. Yeah. Right. You know and what I mean? undermine <laughs> their parenting skills and undermine just about everything in their life. And, and um, Vanessa, you know, mother up. I mean, you're getting hopefully some help now. And you're such a little milk toast cow that you'll let your sister's idea of parenting, who has no kids of her own, we might add, right? Yeah. You'll let that take um, precedence over your own good parenting sense? Like, come on. It's not really, that's not in character. I'm not buying that. Hmm. Because You know what I'm trying to say? Like, she wasn't that horrible a mom before. He to do something, talk to her. No, she wasn't. But now she's not doing very well. But he needs to get with Vanessa, and they need to establish the rules if Angelica's going to stay there and be a united front because mm-hmm. this is just, uh, it, this is going to totally screw up their marriage, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it's already starting to, but it's going to totally screw up their marriage. Agree on this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rico storms out, and Julio's like, I feel like a third wheel here. And. Uh, <laughs> We go to this uh, giant mausoleum that must have, I mean, if seeing Gabe pissed Des off, um, <laughs> this entire scene must have been just extremely infuriating, but I love it. I was it. like, why is she in this stupid mausoleum or whatever it is? Her, he's not buried in there. I mean, is he? No, I don't think he is. It was just, I don't know. Oof. It may be oh, charmed. Uh, no. Nate Senior, she was looking for his grave. Yeah, well, you know, he he was escorting her around anyway by this point. And, yeah, he couldn't go in there because there's no smoking. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, I feel you, Nate Senior. Although you're a ghost. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we see Lisa. And let me tell you, it's really funny because um, uh, I watched the next on on the DVDs after I get done with an episode just to see what's coming on next on the next episode. And mm-hmm. it, it is such an in- terrible, terrible tease in the next on for this episode because uh, like they're just kind of flashing different scenes from the episode. And then all of a sudden you see Lisa and she goes, Claire, like, Oh, <laughs> you found me, you know? And then, and then, you know, they go six feet under next week, but it's actually like, she's, this imaginary version of Lisa. Well, can somebody clue me in? Because I think I didn't bother to replay this. Maybe I should have. But when they first see each other, mm-hmm. I'm not clear what is said in the dialogue exactly that confused me. But for an instant there, <laughs> I almost thought Lisa wasn't dead, but she was somehow in this. Yeah, no. Like, it didn't make she sense said, to me. Right. She said that um, something, no, I just, said something about her being dead and then. Lisa said something like she wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I got the same thing out of it. I believe uh-huh. Lisa, I believe Claire was like, you're here too, pretty much. And, you know, I can't believe I'm seeing you here or something like that. But I thought Lisa said something like, oh, no, I'm just, I don't know what she said. Yeah, but she said, I know what she okay, said. when Lisa saw Claire, she wanted to make sure that Claire wasn't dead too. She said, no, I'm just visiting. Oh, maybe that's See, what I thought Lisa said that, which is what totally yeah, confused yes. me. 
yes, Lisa did say I'm just visiting. And then you think, oh, well, she's not dead. But yeah. then she was, apparently. Yeah. Then this whole scene, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, Lisa's dead. We finally found out. And I was like, no, we didn't find out because it's all in Claire's fucking head. Damn it. <laughs> this is why but see, I trusted it because I figured they're using it as a plot device, and so yeah. we will indeed find out she is truly dead. And uh, what's touching about the scene is that Lisa's there with Claire's baby. No, that's just creepy. Uh, I loved not, it. I loved no. it. That baby would because, not have been a full-size baby. It would have been a fetus in the See, dog. now we're getting into the whole abortion debate. This is why I thought that was just... its You might as well just paint the writers as pro-life when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it bugged me. Well, I'm I, like, oh. I mean, was was Claire like upset because she got rid of a, a, a fetus? Or, you know, she was like thinking about a baby. She was thinking, and and, and spending so much time with Maya, I, I can imagine what she's been thinking about this entire. Time. Oh, I think most people who have an abortion, um, it's not as if it never occurs to them that it could have, yeah, could have been. Yeah. A- child you know what i mean like of course they wonder who it would have been so that's believable i just oh i don't know it just creeped me out i'll take care of you well you know it was actually a fetus and it was less than 12 weeks and so uh yeah it wouldn't quite look like that well yeah i know it's not gonna realistically throw a little tiny fetus in a car i know that but it's like in this crazy afterlife of claire's mind you know when when uh like gabe's little brother he's gonna grow up and mature in this afterlife i guess exactly exactly it's That's weird. what irked me about it because everything and he has else biological is... needs like having to go to the restroom. Yep. Yeah. He does. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's all dumb. You shouldn't have to but... find the restroom. I think Claire spending so much time with Maya like was really like thinking like like maybe that thought came to her while she was doing that. Like uh, it's just so strange that you know, I've gotten rid of my baby and yet I'm spending I'm taking care of this baby that the mother's I missing. Saw that took the time to tell I us it's a boy, baby. Face. It's a boy. When, yeah. When uh, Nate handed her, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When Nate handed her Maya when she was sitting like in the little TV room place, and she was like, you know, my energy's not good or whatever, and she picked her up, and I saw it all over her face that you know yeah. she had just had the abortion. Now she's dealing with this baby. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was that was in, inherent in there, implicit. I mean, it was in there. You're right. But I whatever. They can go anywhere yeah. they want. It just seemed it was a very pro-lifey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Um, you, yeah. So outside, Claire is walking with Nathaniel, and Nathaniel, she worries that Nathaniel is being erased because of George. And um, she says, "Aren't you pissed?" And he says, "Nope, that's you." And then they <laughs> they find the grave, and then Nathaniel disappears. So uh, there's actually a deleted scene in this whole uh, segment. That the, the title is where that came from. That's why the episode is titled "I'm Sorry I'm Lost." But um, before she runs into Nathaniel, she goes into this. She apparently went into this like weird flower shop with some dude playing a grand piano or something, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm lost." In, in that scene, where she she was looking for, you know, how to get to the graveyard or how to get to the graves or something. I have no idea. Um, they didn't get a complete description about it, but. Yeah, so um, the phone rings at Nate's. It's Deputy Wheeler of the Santa Barbara Police Department, and they found a body, and it matches Lisa's dental records. So you would have okay. to think that this body so, is pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. Now, okay, two things. One, this made me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, but I think it's just because I'm PMSing right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, blame it on that. Yeah, I am. I'm that, and the fact that I just realized that I'm going to be alone forever. So you know, combine that with this, and I was just feeling a little sad. I didn't cry though because I'm not a pussy. But um, the second thing I want to say is for Claire, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> she had, she wanted me to say that for her. <laughs> oh, that Clara. Uh, uh, are you speaking to Claire too? Carney cast Claire. I am a ghost in Claire's head. Mm. <laughs> so at dance class, uh, by the way, I just want to make a little note here. I was wrong before. This is the dance class. I, I, I think there was a scene before I was like, I swore it was in a yeah. club, but it, it seems that the yeah. dance class is held in some sort of bar, club, like, club area. We're okay. never wrong, Robin. We yeah. are never wrong. Yeah. It's a dance hall or something. So Rico's dancing a little bit, whatever. And, uh, on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he tried to get, uh, Vanessa to go to church with him. Yep. Yes. And then he headed out to the dance lesson. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So, okay, so that means that he's at a strip club in early afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know how long this actually lasted. You don't know how long it lasted. Because, uh, Brenda is... The, next, the very next scene, Brenda's out to dinner with Joe. So that, mm-hmm. that means that the dance class would have to be in the late afternoon, at least. Anyway, uh, Brenda's out to dinner with Joe. <laughs> and Brenda says that she came back because her dad was sick and she wanted to reconnect with her family. And now she has no one. And she actually has never been so by herself. But she's not lonely. Um, she's thinking about dating sometime. And Joe says that dating's stupid. And she says, let's listen to it. And he's, do you want it to be? Get back to you. Take your time, okay? Uh, Just take off your clothes and have sex. Come on. By the way, I love your bangs. I love yours, too. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Brenda had to be, she was, you know, codependent for so long with Billy that now she's has some time for herself and she can focus on herself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We get a quick scene with a dance teacher inviting Rico out for a drink. Um, we're wondering. Was if... that the dance teacher? I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. it was. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like a fellow participant. It's funny when he I gave me the uh, heebie-jeebies the first time. Yeah, I, I was like, really? I totally, I totally thought he was gay for Rico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> feeling that way too. I was like, oh boy, Rico. <laughs> <laughs> no, something bad's gonna happen. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Nate uh, comes into the bar and. Uh, um, he has a little flashback of Lisa saying, you want to get rid of me? Which is a line she uh, said foreshadowy mm-hmm. in that scene before she actually left for her little trip. Which made me... I remember. I remember just going, oh my god. But whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, then Nate says, keep the tequila shots coming. So in the next scene, Ruth is taking her wedding ring off. And putting it away in the jewelry box. <laughs> Probably a good idea when you're about to get married. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks stunning. Beautiful. She's beautiful. She looked beautiful. She Amazing. really does. Yeah, um, I agree. There one uh, Claire. Claire pops in, and we see that Claire is here to support her mother. And, oh, Claire! Um, so sweet. 
uh, the first thing she needs support with is this this baby that Nate's abandoned. Uh, they have no idea where Nate is. But uh, we have this nice little touching scene where Claire gives Ruth a pair of antique earrings, which is cool because it's old so but sweet. new because she bought it and not borrowed because she's uh, giving them to her, but it, they're blue. And, it's uh, a lovely, That's it's, they're beautiful and it's a lovely scene. Every time we I, see a yeah. Ruth and Claire mother-daughter bonding scene, every single one of them, I just love it and it rings so true for me. I love it too. I think those scenes are wonderful. This one made me so happy. Mm-hmm. Because I know that, you know, children of, you know, they feel so guilty. They don't, they want their parent to move on and be happy. But then again, they feel bad for the parent that they've lost. And, you know, can you all hear me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're listening. We're, we're listening. It's really weird to actually be talking on here and have somebody else not talking at the same time, but we yeah. are actually listening. Yes, it's refreshing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so weird. Now I can't remember what I was talking about. Uh, you know, they feel guilty be, for their dad, but they want their mother to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a natural. Well, also the fact that mom knew the guy six and a half weeks is kind of, you know, iffy, but, you know, she's a And this is his seventh marriage. Yes, yes. So, yeah, of course they're going to be a little skeptical, but, you know, at least Claire is, you know, uh, being supportive, and that's great. Yeah. So we're at the strip club. Uh, (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) And Rico catches a stripper's eye and boobs. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe is uh, saying goodnight to Brenda and gives her a little kiss on the forehead and then a real oh, kiss. And then she says goodnight and walks away. Go, Brenda. Um, strip club. Rico, drunk. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Rico was actually adorable in the scene <laughs> <laughs> when he was half drunk and just kind of out of it i i don't know i thought he was i thought he, was he looked horrible. like a little kid in the candy shop because he just this is not his norm right. and right. i think he found it a little overwhelming but still so titillating that he just couldn't stop watching i don't and i don't know if this is is it this is uh revealed at all in the show but alan ball actually says in the commentary that you know this is all new for rico he and vanessa have been dating since high school that's what he yeah. said. So this is well, like you got that sense. I, at least yeah. I got that sense that it was just not his thing at all. And he seems in the scene because I guess he was a little drunk. He just seems so relaxed, and he wasn't uptight and judging everything. Right. I enjoyed that. You're a really good dancer. <laughs> well, really when are you going to dance again? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Nate gets a little irritated with Match Guy. And punches him. Dude punches him back, throws him in the bar, punches him again, kicks him in the face. Nate pulls himself up on stool and tells him, finish what you started. Come on! Yeah, this is the, this is the typical um, self... Uh, Self-pitying, self-indulgent. Punishing. He wants, mm-hmm. He's punishing himself by, you know, getting somebody to beat him up. This yeah. is a typical cable drama trope I've seen a billion times. Yeah, I mean, you see the close-ups of Nate getting his face, you know, caved in, basically. You see, like, a look on his face, like, yeah, that's right. It's exactly what I need right here. 
This is this mm-hmm. is me. I need to punish myself. Um, so uh, yeah, the dude. It looks like the Who dude. Who the hell does this in real life? Can nobody. I just say this that? This is one of those things. No, that nobody. Such, I know it's, it's a television thing. thing. I uh, I kind of think it happens in real life, but you don't I hear a lot of stories I about it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it though because Nate did deserve it after the way he's been treating everybody lately. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to kick his ass, so it's good somebody did, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Get a <exactly>. match, guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the Guadalupe wedding chapel, uh, George and Ruth <laughs> wow, are. great. <laughs> George and Ruth are saying their vows, and Keith yeah. and David are there, and Claire's there holding the baby, and then while Ruth is saying her vows, Claire <laughs> loses it. <laughs> I think that's so big. Because Claire is so emotionally torn in so many different yeah. directions right now that yeah. she doesn't know what to do to laugh or cry or what, and she's just sobbing her her eyeballs out. It was very distracting, though. I guess not to anybody else but me because they were just going on. I would have stopped everything. Yeah, nobody was. Nobody. Was my niece started <laughs> sobbing while when my wife and I were getting married. It, it, she's like. Like ten years old, and yeah. And some, people, adorable some people react that way at weddings. Some mm-hmm. people are so emotionally, you know, taken, overtaken uh, at weddings that they just cry, even when they hardly know the crazy. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just friggin' ceremony. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, cranky pants! Well, it is. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, you. If you're already blah, together blah, blah. and committed to each other, <laughs> blah, blah, that's one thing. But the ceremony is just something for everybody else, you know, <laughs> or to make you feel legit about it. Danger. Emotions, Will Robinson. <laughs> nope. No, no emotions yet. <laughs> well, so, just uh, at least a <laughs> So Rico is getting some head. And, uh, yeah, boy. And uh, Sophia... Uh, comes back up for air and uh he offers her some money and she says oh dumb dumb i want to be your friend rico wow rico because wasn't it established before that uh, vanessa doesn't do that really was it so poor rico um was it just anal that she was they were talking about oh i thought it was I don't feel sorry for him to say all, but, um, you know, he just, again, quick to judge. He just assumes that, you know, she wants, that she's a hooker. Well, That's I think just, it, it was his know. self-esteem. He didn't think that anybody as beautiful as her would want him. No, I think he just said that to make her feel good. <laughs> to apologize. I think he thought she was a hooker. So, uh, is there anywhere you want to go? Because I'm done, if that's okay. <laughs> Love that bad. line. <laughs> um, so, George and Ruth are having a happy little dance, and David and Keith are eating cake. And Arthur comes in, and he has... I forgot about him. Yeah, he has a gift for to. them. And he tries some cake and looks in on them. It looks a little sad. I think oh. I'm going to go eat this in my room. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Uh, Arthur yeah. is not comfortable seeing people kissing. <laughs> yeah, and there are especially kids. George <laughs> and Ruth are just—you can hear the big smackings from the other. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so, yeah, where was I? Oh, yeah. So Keith is picking on Arthur and ends up accidentally adjacently picking on David. And then David picks on Keith's style. <laughs> That's my notes. <laughs> and it didn't escalate into a fight, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. And then the cutest scene ever is recorded. I don't what know what that? it is. What are you yeah. talking about? What? Really? Yeah. It's Claire yeah, dancing with Maya. I don't even have any notes after this and the whole thing except Lisa. Oh, she show. was run she was running around after her. Yeah, then she's dancing with oh, her. Oh, yes. That's uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, okay. yes. At least Claire stopped sobbing. I was relieved. There was yeah, a, there, there's a bit of a goof in this scene is the fact that every single little flash you see of them dancing together or whatever, Maya's wearing shoes, Maya's not wearing shoes, Maya's got naked feet. Uh, Again, <laughs> you know, okay, not only do I not notice, I don't care. Uh-huh. You know, when people yeah. notice these continuity things, it drives me crazy. It's almost like you have nothing better to do except pick at the tiny little mistake the show makes, which has nothing to do with the emotional intent of the entire program. I, I know, but I just want to. Unless it's very distracting. Can I finish my thought? I was, I was, yes. I was just saying that Al, this, this is actually has to do with the, something that Alan Ball said uh, about filming, is that they had so little time that those twins were not like crying their eyes out to film these scenes that it really wasn't a big deal. Like, like wasn't a big deal, you know, that, 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 that was like that. But he's like, these well, scenes sorry, were like, that's filmed. just my rant because it drives me nuts when people pick apart continuity. Who's cranky now? Mm-hmm. Dumb. All right. Group hug. Now we're going to get to a uh, Nathaniel urging Nate to commit suicide scene. Okay, here we go. So Nathaniel's urging Nate to drive his car off a cliff. And, Is it uh, bad that I kind of wanted him to do it? And then we have Lisa in the back seat saying, well, it's the least you can do for me now that you got what you wanted. Then we could be <laughs> together that's forever. Cute. That's kind of funny. Because <laughs> uh, that's what Nate's thinking. <laughs> he yeah. knows. That's, as I said to you, he's full of guilt. He is racked with guilt. I know, and just as well he should be. I don't know. I, it kind of it kind of got to me when he's just like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It was like scary and then emotional as well, you know. Well, you yeah. pathetic jerk, then stop driving your car drunk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's time There's to really pull a simple over. solution for that. Drunk driving's the worst. See, okay, if that scene was supposed to make us feel empathy for Nate, it failed miserably, just yes. speaking for myself. Okay. It didn't make me have any sympathy for him at all. You are, you are speaking for me as well, Moira. I just thought, okay, I just thought, you know, stop whining and sniveling and being a dink and go take care of your daughter who only has you yes. now. And all the stuff I've said before, just just stop. <laughs> stop. Yes. Man up, Nate. So Ruth is getting some more champagne and then she hears some crying from the pantry and she goes in and sees Nathaniel. And I thought it was going to be Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, when I saw that, my first thought was that it was going to be Arthur. Oh, really? I thought that just seeing Arthur in that previous scene made me think that Arthur was sitting there when he, when he had his head down. No, I believed him that he went to his room because Arthur, being so literal, probably would yeah. not have gone to his room. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know I thought it was going to be uh, a bloodied Nate Jr. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. Nope. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, Brenda gets a knock on the door, and you can see when she's opening the door that she's I knew very much looking forward to seeing Joe reappear in her life. But 
Oh, I knew it was going to be Nate since it wasn't yes. him crying on the pantry floor. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be Nate. So she walks, has him come in, and then closes the door. And then we get a nice little title card for Lisa. Oh, um, that made me sad again. That's what I was and asking I for. A few episodes ago, I was saying I wanted to see that white screen. But yeah, it did make me have a little pain. I um, felt that it was... I enjoyed that they took several episodes to, you know, for her to be dead. Mm-hmm. I really did. Uh, at first, I, I wanted to know, I wanted to know. But then, I didn't want to know. But I did want to know before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt like they needed to wrap that up before the end of the season, before they could move on to the next season. So, I, I thought it worked out perfectly. I I liked um, what was going on with, with this whole thing during Death Takes a Holiday. I did not like how it went on during Twilight. Um, but then I was again back on board liking what was going on, even though he was completely a, a sniveling asshole. I just, yes. I just kind of feel like I would do the same thing. I just feel I would have. Maybe, maybe now that he knows he can grieve properly yeah. and he can move on and stop being world's biggest bastard. Cause you know, he, he, he should have been calling Brenda in the last episode. If, 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 and not, you know, indulging in the crazy. <laughs> yeah, but but I think now that he knows Lisa's dead, he feels like it's okay to go to Brenda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Well, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like Nate and Brenda are are supposed to end up together. That they just yes. had to take these detours to become the people that they needed to be to be together. Yeah. I agree completely, but I don't think they're going to get back together yet. Okay. I feel like there has really to be more just in the row. I yeah, I have a feeling that there's gonna be stuff between him and Brenda first yeah. before she can get back with Nate. But I do feel it's inevitable that she and Nate end up together. Yeah. So Moira, are you gonna be upset at me if I point out one more goof? <laughs> No, go ahead. I asked you. It wasn't, you know what? It wasn't so much ranting at you. I know. I'll tell you after when we're it's off air, actually. People who nitpick about things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Certain other podcasts. <laughs> so, I, so I guess having listened to that, I don't want ours to turn into one of those podcasts that all it does is nitpick at stupid little trivial things. That no, but I, 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 I sometimes find them fun, and the, but I don't like, I don't find it unforgivable. <laughs> well, I never That's... notice them. I just no. think it's it's interesting that there are. Honestly, I am I am very I barely very hardly ever notice them myself unless they're completely yeah. obvious because I'm not that in in you know whatever in depth of a TV watcher. Um, right. But I do love looking at little sites afterwards and finding these and going, "Oh my God, you're right." Just like so you just you know, Robin, you just go ahead. Oh, and and before you do though, yeah. I got to say one other thing about you there's no way if you lost your wife that you would neglect your daughter the way nate neglected this child no way i don't know if i'd leave her alone that's the you only would thing i would alone. not do you would not leave her alone to go outside and smoke but i, I would don't. i would be probably handing her off to family members i probably would be that's not the same thing yeah i know yeah i know, I know. Yeah. um so the goof is i ask all three of you how the hell did nate know where brenda lived <laughs> <laughs> didn't she 
Oh. I thought she told him, like, uh, like when fast, they went out to lunch or something. No, she hadn't or, moved in there yet. Yeah. When he, she she went, hadn't moved in there yet. She only moved in last the episode. The last time she, he talked to Brenda, he was pretty, pretty much telling maybe. her to fuck off. And she hadn't even moved in there yet. <laughs> or she did, she had point. just maybe moved she's in, in the, Maybe she's in the book. <laughs> this soon? Maybe she's in the book. <laughs> That's I mean, at, at the first time I saw the episode, I did wonder how he knew that, yeah. but I just assumed that she had told him the last time they had talked or something. No, yeah, no. We saw the last or time they talked. One of her 150 messages might have said, mm-hmm. here's my new address and number if you want to reach me. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Justified. Yes, uh, justified. <laughs> Justifier. All right, let's take a break and hear from our friends at Castlecast. Heidi, Heidi. Hey, John, what happened to you? You look awful. Uh, I had an accident, but I'll be okay. Listen, I... Where have you been? You're late for recording. That's what I wanted to tell you. Listen, I was hanging a clock in the bathroom, and I slipped, and I hit my head on the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I I blacked out for a bit. When I came to, I had an epiphany. You know that show on ABC, Castle? I... what? You know, Castle. It's that murder mystery show starring Nathan Fillion. Everyone loves it. Come on, keep up. I'm familiar with it, yes. Okay, well, I was thinking... You may want to sit down for this. I am sitting. Oh, well, then I'll sit. I was thinking we should do a podcast about Castle. You're kidding, right? No, I'm serious. We could do a weekly podcast wherein we talk about the latest news involving the series, its cast and crew. John? Follow that with a recap and review of the latest episode. With emails, voicemails, and a Twitter poll. John? And you know what else? We can even have a music appreciation segment featuring actual score pieces from the show by its composer, Robert Duncan. Seriously, John? Then we can wrap up the show with spoilers. John? Yes? We already have a Castle podcast. Really? Yes, really. It's called CastleCast.net. Don't you remember? Ooh, good name. We should grab it before someone else does. Oh, for the love of... What? You got a better idea? Maybe you should go to the hospital. I think you might have a concussion. Don't be silly. I'm fine. What I should really do right now is go make some album art for the podcast in iTunes. Bam, said the lady. Castlecast.net, the original fan podcast all about the ABC series Castle. Hey, Heidi, you'll never guess what I saw outside just now. A double rainbow. Yep, definitely a concussion. back and uh such a long episode here uh but it's a season finale and it certainly uh deserves that um but we do have a couple more segments to get to the first is fisher of the week now can we all um agree on nate jr today everyone together let's grab hands together and praise the awesomeness that is Let's Nate Jr. freaking out at every drop of the hat. No! Sing no. Uh, well, no! I will say that I'll have the same stance that Nate has then. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Let's have our guests go. You don't deliver that line quite as well. <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> no, but nobody's home, by the way. <laughs> no, be quiet. It's okay, ah. Like, you know, when I would hear Robin and Gabby say, oh, Maya's so cute, you know, back a few episodes ago, I didn't even, I mean, I I would see Baby. I never even saw her face, you know? Mm -hmm. But over the 
past few episodes, they've they've been showing her face so much that I that she becomes more and more of a character to me. Yes, she is. Oh, sorry. And she's so adorable. <laughs> she is. No. But no, I think I don't know. I don't know. I think my Fisher of the Week is um Claire. Okay. Because even though the uh carnival street carnival slash heaven afterlife sequence was kind of I don't know, kinda Yeah, kinda. It kinda worked. Mm-hmm. Because I mean I see where she's coming from that she wants she wants to know that her father is at peace and that her uh, baby is at peace. Mm-hmm. Baby is at peace. <laughs> her aborted fetus. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Not a baby. Let's yet. move on. <laughs> we don't want to get into that. Uh, Moira? <laughs> I, I had a hard time picking. I mean, other than not picking Nate, which was easy for me. <laughs> I had a really what? hard time. Um, <laughs> Maya's cuteness has almost won me over, but I'm not going to go there. It's kind of a cop-out. It's too easy. So I'm struggling. I was struggling between David and Ruth and Claire. I've got all their names circled, and I'm just struggling away. Um, <laughs> trying to decide. I'm still sitting here trying to decide. <laughs> I think, believe it or not, I'm going to go with Ruth. Because even though I don't, you know, I don't think that this was the best time for her to get married. I think that with within herself, it's Ruth finally doing what's good for Ruth. And in her own way, trying to carve out a piece of happiness for herself or trying to make some kind of reality, I guess. We always accuse her of spending all of her time doing for everybody else. And um, I guess it's the one time she's doing what she thinks she needs to do to really be happy and to have something in her life. And, and sure, I think it's probably going to end up being a disaster because, hey, this is six feet under. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, she follows what she feels she needs to do. And so I have to kind of respect that. So I'm giving it to Ruth. All right. Well, that leaves me, right? And and me. It does. Oh, oh does it still here? Uh, hello. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Uh, so I thought I'm just kidding, Des. <laughs> you are a bastard, Robin. I'm sorry, I'm lost. Toy-feeling <laughs> bastard. Um, okay, this is might make Robin happy. I am going with Nate Senior. Hmm. What? Because everybody else is kind of a ridiculous. Well, <laughs> David wasn't, but he didn't do a whole lot this episode, so I didn't feel like picking him. And Nate was an asshole of the worst kind. And uh, Ruth's kind of, yeah, I don't know. She just bugged me. I feel like she um, was being a little selfish. And Claire had a fucking street carnival in a cemetery going on in her head, which was absolutely ridiculous. And Maya's only the last choice when everybody else sucks. So, Nate, (laughs) here it is. And also, I love his outfit, you know, the outfit Mm -hmm. with the ridiculous shoes and the socks and the shorts and the Hawaiian shirt and That's an amazing <laughs> outfit. Just, yeah. oh, he was in my list he's the only spark of sunshine in the whole damn episode mm-hmm. I agree <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean how could you not pick Nathaniel <laughs> I know right <laughs> uh, Richard Jenkins another amazing performance by Richard Jenkins and you know what the, the fun thing about picking Nathaniel is that by picking Nathaniel you're picking all the fishers 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just, I love the, the talks he had with, uh, with David and, uh, you know, that, that quick little scene with Ruth and just how, uh, you know, he was a part of, uh, Nate punishing himself as well. And, uh, I absolutely loved that street fair scene. Um, and, uh, I, I completely bought into it. I loved it. It was, it was really, it was just like, you know, okay, well maybe Claire's thinking that, you know, um, you know, the afterlife is, is not such a bad place in that we can all get face painted and own monkeys, uh, <laughs> you know, and get homeschooled. <laughs> I, and still have, uh, you know, a functioning bladders. Uh, <laughs> so just like life. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nathaniel. So we don't no, there's no shots this week, but, um, that's fine. That's fine if Moira and Steph don't want to pick Nathaniel. Yeah, well, half of us did. Yeah. <laughs> half of us were right. Oh <laughs> All right, so let's get into listener eulogies. And uh, I think, I don't know, Claire promised us some feedback, but I don't see it. I don't either. So mm-hmm. we do have one from Brad. All right. And um, who wants to read it? Oh, you know what I'm thinking? And why don't you read it, Robin? You never get to read it. Yay! That's a good idea. We'll throw you a bone. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. But don't, you know, season four, whole new thing. Like, don't expect this again. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that it's finale time and Robin finally gets to read a Brad email. Even though Brad just loves just tearing apart one of my favorite shows. So uh, the subject line is, they should be sorry. They're lost. But they plan to make up for it next season. Seriously, they're really going to try. <laughs> oh, Brad, I just love you. <laughs> ah, white trash that leave milk out on the table? The worst. Also, any child that chooses to watch boxing is doomed to continue this dreadful cycle. <laughs> uh, Red Balloon? Seriously? They really can't try any harder on this episode, can they? What is he talking about? I think he's talking about the street fair. Yeah, when they were in the cemetery, uh, when uh, Claire was first talking to uh, Nate Sr., well, right before she saw him, she saw a girl run by with a red balloon. Oh, that's right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, of course they can. And how? Why is David talking about right and wrong in terms of a relationship? How about just basing it on more convenient than not and less convenience? (laughs) Creepiest vows ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Rico, the worst, as always. (laughs) This entire season is just trying to claw its way out of the end of the last season. It's like they think if they spin enough plot, they'll have something to work with for the next season. Secret, it's not going to matter if they don't figure out plotting structure or any of the other absolute basics of writing. <laughs> he's just, he's been hating on the writing for the last three or four episodes, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, he is an award-winning playwright. That's so. what I've heard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what awards um, are these? I hear, that, I hear that's he's Brad's one. Uh-huh. I think the um, his, mom gave him, his, his mom gave him uh, 
best son to come out of a redneck household. Um, <laughs> things like that. Okay. Alex gave him a best partner in podcasting award. Uh, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So I suppose we're not going to get one from Claire. Well, Damn it, Claire. unless it appears in the next 20 seconds. Uh, she's online right now. Oh, is she? Yeah. Are you typing her an urgent message? No. You're going to Skype her in for three seconds? I was, gonna ask, hey. I was going to do that. <laughs> Let me just see if she'll talk for two seconds. Then we're going to kick her off. <laughs> hmm. This would be funny if she picked up. Hmm. Hello. Hello. Hello, Claire. Hi, Claire. This is FisherCast. Um, we were expecting your feedback. Yeah. We, we, were, we were expecting your feedback, so feel free to give it right now. I, I passed it to Desiree to do. Uh, it, oh, just that was it? I thought you were going to send in feedback, too. No, that's the only well, feedback needed s- for this episode. Ding dong. Well, I... That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> I don't care in this episode, it's worth it for that. <laughs> so, Claire, it didn't, even though, I mean, like, even though I wanted her, de- hi, Claire, even though I wanted her dead, it was still, and like Desiree, it was still sad when it actually happened. Just was a it? little bit. Oh, just a little bit, yeah. Uh, no? No. <laughs> all right, Claire, no, thanks for that. Uh, anything else to say? Uh, no. Okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> totally do. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I think this shows great resourcefulness on our part. If you don't send us feedback, we'll just we'll just call you, you. hunt you we'll... down like a dog, <laughs> <laughs> and force it out of you. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into our last rites. That's our final thoughts on the episode and some ratings. So, Steph, please feel free to rate and review. Uh, okay. Good start. <laughs> I advise <laughs> this. Okay, this whole season, and I don't know if it's the whole series or just this season, but it's like, okay, David and Keith are miserable because of uh, what Keith went through at work, and and, and he's kind of taking it out on David, and he's not very, uh, you know, he's not very, um, um, uh. He's not very... What's the word? Shoot. I'm sorry I've got dysnomia. But he's... <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. That joke, no, that joke continues on through other podcasts. I love it. And uh, <laughs> because he's not very um, tender. tender. He's not tender and loving. Keith is not tender and loving with David because of what ha- went on, you know, with the accidental shooting and everything. And then how he lost his job and blah, blah, blah. And they're I miserable. Huh? And how he was raised. Yeah, basically. So they're miserable, and then things start to look up. And you think, oh, they're going to be happy. Things are looking good for them. Oh, they have a three-way. And David's not really comfortable with it. And things kind of go, it's kind of like a pendulum that swings from one kind of misery. And you think that it's getting better, but it swings into another kind of misery. (laughs) 
And I just feel like that that's what this whole season has been. Oh, you thought they were miserable. Well, look, things are looking up. <laughs> things are looking up. Look, look, Nate got married. He's got a child. He should be happy. Oh, no. She makes him miserable because he's not the husband, and he doesn't love her like she thinks he ought to love her. And So, mm-hmm. I'm just, this. It, it just really, it really affects me and just makes me miserable when I watch it. This episode, it was, it was okay. Um, I give it, I don't know, seven hastily planned marriages at Guadalupe Wedding Chapel <laughs> out of ten. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, I stole my rating system, oh, but it's slightly different. Oh. I am. Um... I have had trouble with uh, kind of getting through this. Like for a finale, this left me feeling like I was walking through mud. I, like I felt like it was work. I just wanted them to get to the point or mm. get through it. I don't know why I felt so so negative about this one, but um, didn't love it. Um, I'm glad we have closure about Lisa, and yet yeah, it gave me a little pang when her her name flashed up on the screen like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, just in my mind, I thought David and Keith were done. So having that scene between them, which was very touching, in a way, I don't know, prickled me a bit because I thought, oh, so we're going to now have to go through a whole nother series of different angst, but this time it'll be Keith being all anguished that he's not good enough. Like, I don't really need to see more of that. I think either, you know, they should work and there should be some positivity or they don't, but I'm kind of getting tired of watching it play out it's growing old for me um, i agree i was happy when nate shows up at brenda's door because like you guys have mentioned i you know you and dad stuff i think that's preordained that that's who they they're meant to be together with so i'm hoping it's the beginning of a journey back toward that and i also agree i think there's going to be bumps in the road because brenda's been through a hell of a lot and i don't think she's ready to just take him back with open arms um so that'll be kind of neat to see happen uh, George, Sibley, and Ruth, like I said, well, you know, I, I'm twisted about it. I, I, I guess it's Ruth, it's good for her to do what she wants to do, but six and a half weeks, Ruth, really? There's going to be some uh-huh. deep, dark secrets or stuff is going to come out about them. It's, it's just no way that's going to work. That's crazy talk. Hmm. You're not thinking straight. Um, so it just felt like work for me. I was sitting through this. It's one of the few episodes of Six Feet Under, okay, where I was looking at the timer on the bottom <laughs> of the DVR. To see, okay, how much more of this do I have to sit through? <laughs> and, you know, which is not great. Like for a season finale, it should be edge of your seat, ground shattering stuff. And this was just, it was sort of painful. It, yeah, that's the word. It was painful. I was actually left sort of sad and somber at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So I can only give it um, six out of ten cemetery street fairs. Hmm. Well... I- I know. Sorry, Robin. Sorry. Start. I said, don't start. It's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you skip me again? Um, I agree with David Moira. Shut up, Robin. (laughs) 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 
anyways, I agree with a lot of what you said, Moira. Um, there were a f- there were a few things I really liked about this episode. Like, I really liked the Keith and David conversation in the church. I thought that was great. However, I also am tired of the back and forth with them. I feel like either they should get back together and it should work, or they should just break up now. I don't want to see, you know, on again, off again, unhappy, you know, shit like that all the time. It it does get old. Um, I'm fine with them breaking up if that's what they got to do. Um, I also really, uh, really liked the scene with um, Ruth and Claire when she gave her the earrings. I thought mm-hmm. that was sweet. Um, and I did enjoy the scenes between uh, Brenda and Joe. Um, I'm interested to see where that goes. They're totally hooking up. Um, but other than that, the rest of it felt kind of like a chore, um, to get through. Although it was nice knowing, um, about Lisa, you know, that she's, uh, you know, that, you know, her fate. Um, but see, I think the one thing that makes me sad about Lisa dying is the fact that now Maya is going to become even more of a burden. You know what I mean? Like, in a t- not as a child, you know, but as a TV show child. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, okay, like, it, it's fine that, you know, Nate has a baby and everything, but it's like constantly have to, um, write the baby out of scenes in ways that are plausible you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh yeah um, like as a plot device it's like she's gonna be a- annoying right yeah because <laughs> you always have to either have a sitter for her yeah or some reason that's yeah mm-hmm. somebody she's not old enough to go to preschool Right. You can, and if it's I know, I know. We need to accelerate her growth so that when we start season four, she's five years old and in kindergarten. <laughs> yes. But you can't it. just, like, leave the child alone. You have to have some explanation for that. And, and to me, that's extremely distracting when there's a child in, you know, on the show, and I'm constantly thinking, well, where's the child? Is somebody watching the child? Is the child alone? Did they stick it in the closet? Where's because- the damn child? They don't clarify where Ruth and George are going to live, right? So, I I mean, it's quite possible that Ruth will be moving out and living with George. Hmm. Don't know. Possible. Um, In which case, the built-in babysitter's gone. Right. And that's why I hate children in TV shows, because to me, it's a huge distraction, (laughs) because I worry about where they are when they're not on screen. And you can only write them off screen in so many ways, you know? Because in soap operas, it's so ridiculous that Sammy and what was Sammy Brady's brother's name? Sammy and I don't know. Oh, Days of Our Lives. Sammy. Oh, no, and I don't know. <laughs> those Sammy is. They stayed up for like years. Yeah, Days of Our Lives. The yeah. twins they stayed up. Marlena's children were upstairs for years. Nobody saw. But soap operas were so <laughs> ridiculous that you could do that. Right. In a regular show, you can't. This show is a fairly believable show, so yeah. you can't just not explain when everybody's there, but the child's not. You know what I mean? It has to be explained. I, I think because haven't they done that fine so far? They've done it okay so far, but you know, Lisa's Lisa always been there. What Des is saying is, yeah, Lisa's always been there to be the caregiver, the primary caregiver, right. so we didn't have to worry but about it. She's, right, right. And so they can be off screen, and it's no problem because the Fishers are still able to do what they need to do without this, well, you can't, you this can't, burden. You can't preemptively complain about something. <laughs> oh, Jess can. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> I just did, so there you go. Okay, okay. Really what did you think about this episode, though? <laughs> you might 
Don't look at me funny next week. That's that's the main reason why it made me sad that Lisa was dead because of that. That's I figured it out. But anyways, on the whole, I felt like the the episode was kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, a chore to get through. Other than those few moments that I really liked, I'm only I'm gonna give it um, six out of ten. Really classy strip mall wedding chapels. <laughs> Okay, now that all the complaining is over with, uh, let's uh, get into some real... What? I said it's not over for good, just for this episode. (laughs) And just let me say that I realized that uh, because the show affects me so much, it must be... It's effective. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That that it makes me so sad and depressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be doing something right. All right. Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, this this whole missing Lisa thing has really brought the show to a real dark place for a while because, you know, especially we had the uh, the uh, murdered guy, the the death row guy last week and um, just just some horrible. I mean, Nate wanting to start his own fight club this week, Uh, just the plums, the, the, the total depths of uh, depression and anguish. And uh, I, I do hope that uh, um, fourth season starts, uh, we start having a little more happier moments because I think um, we need to have, uh, if I'm hearing it right, the baby needs to go away. We need to be happier. And um, I don't know. Those are both my complaints. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, the, the, the the ghosts have to be real ghosts. Um, oh, not now. <laughs> Keith and David have to decide Keith, to, you know, put up or shut Keith, up. Keith and David, yeah. if they're together, they should not have any more problems. Uh, no, no, no. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be as bad as it has been, you know. They should be able to be I know, together. I know. They need, to, they need to explore new places if they're going to keep them together. And I Brendan and uh, Brenda and um, Nate have to find their way toward each other again. Yeah. Yeah. And they can have all the angst be over Ruth again when George blows up in her face. Well, I like yeah, I like the fact true. that we've kind of gotten a little season three review in, into our own reviews here too. <laughs> and I'll just say real quick for about this episode, I really like the the finale. I always love finales, and whenever they throw Richard Jenkins on the screen, it's like as if my Xbox is going achievement unlocked uh, because it just raises the score for it. Um, I man, I just love. Uh, uh, playing in the darkness a bit with uh, uh, just the depression, the the terrible angst. I just get right into that. Um, and so, so wait, what's just say connect. So you seriously like sat through this episode, going, "Yippee! This is such a roller coaster. It's fun." No, no, like, but I, I okay, because I just found it so difficult. Yeah, pain, like painful. I know, I know, and it's just like yeah. Yeah, they're they're my fishers. They're my they're 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 like. Uh, I, I, I feel close to these characters and then I enjoy going through these things with them wow. just just yeah. to just kind of I don't know it's a drama it's like I don't know I wouldn't expect yeah, but, a, you know, but it's have to dry that's my point time. yes it's so miserable that it just annoys the crap out of me you know put some happiness in there too if I wanted to watch something well, they did. miserable they, they all did. the time I'd watch my life I know, you I know? know. I've heard this before <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they did. They threw some. They threw you know a spot with. Uh, they did the Joe and Brenda stuff. They did the David and Keith stuff. I mean, I think 
Um, you know what? Here's here's what I think. We're in the valley of the shadow of death right now. <laughs> it's got to get better. Okay. Yes. And, 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 and don't misconstrue, yeah. Robin. I'm not saying I don't like the show. Good. I, I really do like the show. I think the acting's uh, fabulous. And, you know, anyway, I'm saying I need it to take me, I need them to take me out of this really painful emotional place mm-hmm. because it's wearing me down. Okay. That's yes. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like Friday Night Lights in that, what was it, season four, I think it was, where everybody was miserable all the damn time. <laughs> season three or four it was like constant things going wrong for everybody and it was so much it was like give me a break you know you need a little bit of happiness to offset the badness all the time can i pose a question do you guys think two things one do you think rico's infidelity because that counts in my books as infidelity do you think that's going to come out and be revealed and number two do you think claire's abortion is ever going to be revealed I well, I think don't. eventually she's going to have to talk to somebody about it. She's going to have to talk to her mother. Steph, you, you stop at I this don't point, think right? I'm sorry. It's okay. I, Hello. I, I, I don't think it has to come. I really don't think she's going to share it with anybody. So you don't think it'll come out? I, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, it may, but uh, like I don't think she has to talk to her family about it. I think hey. she can find people to talk to about it. And what about Rico and his little slip? <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, I think that uh, Rico just took a turn down a slippery slope, and uh, there may be more. <laughs> I think he got a taste of it, and he liked it. Well, anyway, back to my review. Um, <laughs> let me just let me just wrap it up. Uh, I'm just going to give it nine out of ten. Adorable babies. I I, I love Richard Jenkins. I, I really dug this this completely uh, plunge into the, the 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 running into the darkness as we saw at the beginning of the episode, and uh, some introductions to some uh, uh, well Joe at least, and then we have uh, Sophia the stripper. And uh, you know we're we're kind of we're kind of ending things and setting things up for season four. And then and I and again, like I say at the end of every season, I hope you guys will really enjoy the next season. <laughs> well, we gotta enjoy it more than this. Season. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are in our favor. So uh, let's bury these bohemian bangs. Uh, well, wait, I had to say what? Moira didn't express her opinion. On her question. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the question you posed during during my last thoughts. Yeah, right because ahead. this entire because because this episode has made me so anxious ridden that you know I'm just shoving my nose in where I don't belong. No, no, please feel free. <laughs> I'm I'm out of my head. Um, I think that Claire will eventually reveal the abortion to somebody. That's one thing, and I think that yes, more will come out of Rico's behavior. I don't think they would have bothered to introduce it. For yes. no reason. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So we'll see. Yes, we will. Well, with that, <laughs> uh, let's just. Hey, at least that's mischievous and fun, yes. rather than oh, Lisa's dead. Bang bang. The <laughs> witch is dead. Uh, well, any any other predictions for season four? Anybody wants to do? I mean, uh, Steffi, are you back with us? Yes. Did Did you actually go into season four at all? No. You've stopped at the season finale, so you can give your predictions, too. Uh, Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Steph. Oh, I mean, I expect 
Uh, Just like any of the any of the characters. Well, I expect more. Uh, I expect a friendship between Brenda and Nate mm-hmm. for a uh-huh. while. That's what I expect, cool. and I expect <laughs> I expect for uh, Ruth to realize that uh, George is a complete complete Fruit Loop, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean I hate to say I hate to generalize and say that everybody that's had a lot of marriages are just flakes or just you know what I mean I don't want to say that mm-hmm. yeah but there's but, a reason why these other marriages they had ended well yeah he, he explains some of them died two of them died <laughs> two of them two of them. one he cheated on the one he was cheated on by you know the issue is probably more that he feels he always needs to have a woman and a married yes. person in his life that would probably be the crux of what the fly is in george <laughs> well i will I'm just guess I, I will see or we will see in the next season um whether it be in the limited capacity that des expects it to be or whether as a um you know as a cast member um uh the what goes on what's going on with george and uh you know we're gonna get to know him a little bit more right now question i i i kind of like him question robin um i always fast forward through the credits at the beginning Mm -hmm. i didn't today and i noticed like it said like the guest stars you know i mean like all the fishers are in the credits and then uh brenda but then it has like guest stars Lisa was in the guest stars. Has she always been in the guest stars, or was she in the actual credits before before she disappeared? I'm not sure. You know, okay. I'm not sure because she was in the season three promo. And yeah, if you have the DVDs, um, a really cool thing to watch is they did a a back a a, uh, behind the scenes of the season three promo, the one that Mm -hmm. you know they're walking around on the tops of buildings and whatever, and. Actually, you don't even need to see that. Just watch it again and after seeing this entire season and see the different things they kind of foreshadowed and some of the things they kind of uh, pretended. Uh, it, I, I think uh, it, it's really it's really interesting, you know. Is that in the Facebook group? Yeah, it's still there. Matter of fact, after yeah. this episode is posted, I will be posting the awesome season four promo, which I can't wait for you guys to see, but don't, don't go hunting it down. I will... I will download it, then upload it. That way you won't get any sort of spoilerific. Uh, you know how YouTube says, like, and, you know, if you like this video, click this one, which spoils yeah. the end of the series. <laughs> I've been good. I have followed your advice and have not gone hunting for anything. I haven't been spoiled on anything so far. Awesome. Hope it stays that way. I think I was spoiled on something. That hasn't come up yet, you mean? Mm-hmm. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. I mean, not that I want to tell you about it, but I just don't. I'm just going to try to forget that I know anything about it. Okay. But how did you get spoiled? This, like, I think I was trying to look up Baby there Maya or something. Yeah. yeah there don't you go. look up Man, anything. It just doesn't pay. Six feet under no. at all. If you're a newbie listening to the show, don't do it. The first thing you'll come upon is like the end of the series. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Moira or Des, did you have any predictions at all? Did you wanted to. Sorry. No, I think we've you pretty much said it. Yeah, yeah I, sort of I, said I, it. I did mine. I um, the marriage to George is not gonna last because he's too big of a star. The um, uh, Rico will do more infidelity and um, um, the baby will run the show. Else? 
the baby will ruin the show. I mean, not on purpose, but you know how babies are. They're always getting into shit they shouldn't. <laughs> I have I have totally revised my end of the series um, uh, prediction, though. Oh, really? I no longer think Nate's going to die. Okay. I think Maya might die. <gasps> oh, I'm going to die. No! <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, with that. <laughs> Somebody's going to die because it's a damn show about a funeral home. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to die. Somebody got to die. Yeah. Um, on the iTunes, you can leave us a star rating. It helps raise awareness of the show. It brings it up and, you know, if you put enough star ratings, it'll pop up in, I don't know, one of those main give pages us, there. Give us 18. 18 out of... 10. Yeah. Or, wait, out of 5. They do out of 5. Yeah. yeah. Give us 18 out of 5. Leave us. And good. if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at exactly. all. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, Des? Yes, you can visit us at You can leave us a voicemail at 15412embalm and visit us on Facebook. Or we'll just call you. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt you Stand down by your phone. <laughs> or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com uh, yeah we are going to be actually uh, if you want to check the Facebook group those season 4 episodes are going to be opening there's already a couple that have been taken so uh, if you listen to the, if you listen to this and want to get, get in on the uh, uh, guesting uh, make sure to leave us a note there or just put your Did name you? on the doc I'm just looking at it right now. It's not at the top of the Facebook page. Like, did you repost something for fourth year or for fourth season? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, then I wonder why you were saying they're already taken. Oh, because they're uh, taken because on my own schedule. Certain people get certain uh, privileges because they know the host. You know, or or somebody who I hate that. That's so cliquey. Some, somebody who's going to be. Uh, Somebody is going to be joining us in the fifth season. It's oh, demanded so we have one <laughs> of the episodes. Now, we knew about that one. I thought you were implying more than that, though. No, there's one more. What? Yeah. Oh, some... What sort of deals are you making? Listen. Special it, you can do the same thing. People can pay you off, too. <laughs> What I want to know. I want to know what sort of you know graft is being banded. I accept bribes. <laughs> uh, Steph, you want to oh, pick an no. episode while you're here? <laughs> Put me down for something. All right. <laughs> something more uplifting. Poor yeah. Steph. <laughs> uh, we'll try to pick one that nobody dies in. <laughs> pick um, one where Maya's cute. Oh, like that's everyone. Her. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Uh, so, uh, Steph, where can we find you on the web? Uh, what's on with Steph Adez? My what? television podcast that I do with Desiree. That's what's. What is our. What's our. What's on with Steph and Dez.blogspot.com. Okay. And then uh, Potential Cast. Potential ta- p- PotentialCast.com. That's our Buffy rewatch show Whoa. and Redemption Cast. That I do with Robin, <laughs> redemptioncast.blogspot.com. That's our angel, angel rewatch podcast. Which is going to get its own Facebook group eventually because I'm getting tired of this potential uh, cast hype in the potential cast group. 
This big giant potential <laughs> cast banner on the Facebook group. Nothing about Redemption cast. Aww. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. He's a diva. Yeah. He is a diva. That's fine. I just. How about a big picture of me? How about one nice <laughs> picture of me? No. <laughs> uh, uh, Des, uh, where can we find you on the web that's not with stuff? <laughs> oh, well, um, but I like to hang out with stuff. Well, we already um, heard about it. I know. I was going to plug it anyway, but that's okay. Uh, you can find me on – what's still left? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Lost Girl's over. Um, you can find me on Bitch Please with Gabby um, talking about girl stuff. And um, it's bepleasecast.blogspot.com. Don't look up for us on iTunes because iTunes has apparently banished us because it's been since October and we still have not been approved or disapproved. Hmm. The only Hmm. podcast that bleeds once a month and doesn't die. That's right. All right. (laughs) So uh, you can find Moira flushing the chemical toilet on her flight back from Raleigh and killing a random Vermonter. (laughs) And uh, you can find her on the Twitter, uh, at Moira Brown, with an E at the end. Uh, (laughs) Nicely done, Robin. And you can find me on the uh, better of the two Weedinverse podcast, Redemption Cast, uh, talking about the great show, Angel, even though everybody on the show besides Steph hates it. Uh, No, didn't you hear him say that... They all think that, well, I don't know about Gabby, but Illyrio and Kim both enjoy Angel more than than Buffy. Well, if they enjoy it that much more, I don't know how bad Buffy is to them. (laughs) I don't want that. No. No, um, They do. And, and of course, you can find me on the Top Bunk Podcast, a podcast that is blowing up and taking over iTunes. I've gotten several requests for interviews to talk about the podcast from uh, several uh, high, high, uh, I'm lying, um, <laughs> but it's a show of me and Lana and we talk about stuff, so top pod. Top, and you find out the speaks about Robin. Top Punk Podcast. And that's it for FisherCast this week. Next week, we start the long trail through season four. <laughs> Yay! Thank goodness. Uh, with our homework, the season four premiere falling into place. As for, I'm sorry, I'm lost. We therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. 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 Bye bye. Bye. Everybody's high on consolation. Everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me. But daddy tried to bore me with a sermon. But it's plain to see that they can't comfort me. Sorry, Charlie, for the imposition. I think I got, got, I got the strength to carry on. Oh, I better learn how to 